Investing your wealth is a journey that demands skill, in-depth knowledge, experience and conviction from the investment manager. From you, the investor, it demands time, patience and trust in your investment manager's ability. While investing is certainly rewarding, it can be complex. You will have questions along the way and we're here to help you find the answers. In this series, our Old Mutual Wealth Investment Managers answer some hard questions and demonstrate how they do the hard thinking and work so that you don't have to. Their answers are based on an in-depth understanding of the local and global economy, financial markets and the driving forces that will shape tomorrow. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Ian Fraser. It's good to be with you. Today, we are talking investment and the complex matters that go around investing. It says in front of me here, investment success is not about what you make, but what you keep. Uh, Wise words. Let me not unpack that. Let's welcome Andrew Ditburner, the Chief Investment Officer at Old Mutual Wealth and Private Client Securities. Andrew, good to have you back on the podcast. We're talking investment today. Uh, what's your take on this before we really get going about investment as a philosophy, investment philosophy being so important? Good morning, Ian. Um, yes, I think, you know, in thinking about it, it's not what you make, but it's it's what you keep. I suppose that, you know, brings it back to investor behavior. You know, I think you can be the smartest guy on the street, but if you, if, you know, you behave poorly, and in other words, you can't keep your emotions in check, uh, when it comes to investing and you fall foul of many of the risks that are out there in this complex world at the moment. Uh, no matter what you make, it might be very hard to keep, as I say, if your behavior is, is not what it should be from an investment perspective. Okay, you've gone, you've gone straight to the behavior. So let's talk about that because <laughs> as an investor, you know, as somebody who's, who's looked at shares very enticingly, they're, they're there and they're ready to be uh, making money for you. You buy in and then all of a sudden a week later, you find yourself down by whatever it might be. Uh, that's a tough place to be in. So let's talk about that behavior. What, uh, what should we be looking for when investing our money? How, how should it roll out? Look, from a behavioral point of view, I suppose we can we can talk to a philosophy and, and process, which is important as well. But from a behavior point of view, you know, it's uh, one needs to be uh, first and foremost, one needs to have patience because markets, as you say, can go up and down very quickly. And we could invest today and, and wake up tomorrow and we're down five, 10 percent very, very quickly. Mm. Uh, and at times like that, it's very often very difficult for investors to remain invested and be able to, you know, see through. Uh, you know, the cycle. We've, we've become very used to a world for the last probably 10, you can go even probably 14 years back where markets have, you know, generally moved higher. And suddenly we now find ourselves after the first quarter of 2022, where there's been a lot of volatility and uncertainty in markets given what's going around, you know, not just COVID, but the war in Ukraine, uh, market valuations appearing to be high. The phones all of a sudden start to ring. Suddenly clients want to start speaking because, (laughs) you know, it's uncomfortable. Um, But Mm. very often these are the exact wrong time. So from the investor behavior perspective, one has to be patient if you invest in markets and be able to, you know, withstand that volatility and have the stomach, you know, to see the, the cycle through. Sure. As you say, have the stomach. That's the the real big issue, if you can actually hang on. I want to point, rather obviously, it's a low-hanging fruit, but Warren Buffett Mm. is widely regarded as as one of the most successful investors of all time. And he he's famous for investing only in companies and and businesses that he, quote, understands. Mm. 
So let's talk about that because, you know, we've spoken about the emotions behind it. Here's Warren, who's investing in companies that he only really has a grasp on. What's that all about? Yeah. So it just, I'll, I'll get to that now. Just, you know, when it talks about Warren Buffett or talking about Warren Buffett, you know, the, the biggest advantage that they've had on their side, uh, is time, you know, so it comes back to the patient thing. They've been investing, right. you know, for many, many years. So I think that's an important point when thinking about their investment approach. But talking to the fact that you only invest in businesses that you can understand, you know, that's, People often like uh, more complex, you know, the more complicated something appears, the cleverer it looks and people like to, you know, veer mm. towards, you know, those sorts of strategies or, or philosophies. He keeps it very simple. And as you say, he invests only in businesses that he understands. Um, and that's, you know, all about people often talk about standing inside their circle of competence. Keep it simple, invest in, you know, how profitable companies, companies that are easy to understand. There's not any financial engineering going on. Um, mm. you know, balance sheets not necessarily highly leveraged. You know, just look for good businesses with uh, solid revenue, solid revenue growth that are profitable, not too much, uh, leverage. And I mean, that's as simple as, as it gets. And that's exactly the, the sort of philosophy that he sticks to. Before we run off to Andrew to ask uh, if it's a good investment, it's probably wise for us to do our own uh, investigation. And you've spoken about leverage. You've spoken about, uh, you know, the the company understanding it. You've spoken about all of that. How important is uh, really looking into a company's financials and their situation and finding out stuff, uh, the news around the company before you invest, before you run to Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, that's probably almost the starting point, you know, if you're going to think about investing in a business on, on, on your own accord. Mm. Um, you want to invest in, you know, everyone, it's, it's a very much an overused term that I think is always used. Everyone says they invest in quality businesses. No one's going to go out there and say they're investing in a rubbish company, right? But, you know, if you, if you're trying to figure out, you know, the, the good from the bad when, when thinking about quality companies, uh, the first place to start is obviously, uh, the the company financials, you know, looking at, uh, you know, as I've, I've mentioned, balance sheets, profitability, you know, do they have margins that are sustainable? You know, are their margins stable over time and are they growing over time? Are they able to generate revenue, uh, you know, sustainable revenue over time and revenue that's, that's growing? And then very, very importantly is, you know, is that real revenue? You know, often companies might book revenue, but they actually don't have the cash in the bank yet. Right. You know, so right. you've got to look at cash flows. What they're saying, they're generating from a revenue perspective is that actually been turned into cash flow and and not just accruals for instance or accounting cash flow so cash flow is very very important and then obviously under, you know looking at the management team and looking at the track record of a management team you know how long have they been in place what have they done where were they previously um, you know at the end of the day CEO's jobs to allocate capital um, and you know what's his track record like in that regard you know so there's uh, there's some softer more subjective issues I suppose that one can look at but you know yeah. from a hard number perspective uh, there's no better place than to start in the financials Andrew let's talk about discipline you've alluded to it in the beginning of this conversation and we've spoken about you know uh, not worrying terribly much about the uh, uh, the ups and downs but uh, I want to talk about bubbles and trends that are very hot right now and people buying into uh, these trends do you have to kind of create a strategy for yourself and then just stick to that when it comes to bubbles and new fads yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. So this will come to, you know, when we think about valuation, you know, so there's a big difference between, you know, a good investment and a good business. 
Um, and I think it's important distinction between the two. You know, you can have a great business, but if it's, you know, exceptionally overvalued and you invest at that point in time, it could turn into be a very, very poor investment despite the fact right. that it's, it's a great company. You know, so you've got to be careful of getting caught up in the hype, getting caught up in the noise. Um, and you've got to, you know, come at it from a valuation perspective. What do you believe this company is worth and where is it currently trading at? You know, and there's many, many examples of, you know, bubbles that have happened in, in the past. We can think back, you know, probably in our, in recent times, you know, the dot com bubble of the 2000s, mm. you know, when mm. you just had to put a dot com at the end of the end of your name, Ian Fraser dot com would have, would have uh, attracted a high valuation based <laughs> on the fact that it was a dot com. Yeah. Know, uh, to to the name um, and people just got caught up in their frenzy and you know companies weren't producing uh, any sort of revenue and people willing to pay up and today we see we see uh, elements of that um, we can think particularly you know in the nasdaq uh, type space uh, like an example that jumps to mind is is rivian and lucid two companies that are you know looking to get into the electric vehicle space yet they don't sell an electric vehicle um right you know, but uh, I think it was Rivian had a market cap of uh, 150-odd billion dollars uh, over the past 12 months at, at its peak. Now, $150 billion is the equivalent of uh, Glen, uh, Glencorn Anglo-American combined. Yet this business sure. doesn't even <laughs> sell a single car. Yeah, you know, that's people getting caught up in the fad. Uh, you know, it might one day produce a car, but you know, be careful about getting caught up in these trends, fads, or, or noise. Wow, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind one of their electric SUVs. I must be honest. So yeah, <laughs> I, I do understand. <laughs> I do understand. Uh, let's 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 touch on a final uh, point before we go, uh, and that is diversification. Don't put your eggs all in one basket. Yeah. We've heard it over and over, but it is super important, isn't it? Absolutely. So this probably comes back to your very first point that you that you mentioned right up front mm. about you know getting wealthy and remaining wealthy. You know, mm. obviously you get the few uh, complete outliers, Elon Musk, you know, of of the world that gets super wealthy, and generally they do that by taking big risks. You know, in one investment, uh, you know, whether it's Tesla, Amazon, and Jeff Bezos case, or yeah, you can name many others. Um, mm. But uh, once you've made that wealth, uh, you know, and I'm talking again to these outliers, you've actually got to maintain that wealth. And to maintain that wealth, you know, the best, uh, the best option is through diversification. Um, you know, if you maintain all of your eggs in, in a single basket, uh, we know that very easily, or you know, or if you're overexposed to a single risk, uh, you could very easily lose that wealth just as you created that wealth. Um, you know, so coming to your point, diversification, uh, yeah, is is one way to ensure that you you maintain maintain wealth over time. And if, exactly, you just you just ended off perfectly. I was going to say, and of course, time. You know, the the, the old adage of compound interest is your best friend. Uh, that, that's that with diversification and all of the other things which we've spoken about are certainly going to play into your hands. That's it, absolutely. All right, Andrew. Interesting chat uh, and quite a grounded chat, really. These are things which I suppose we all need to be reminded of time and time again, because we do get caught up in the turbulence of all the hype and the media, etc., bigging things up. And uh, and really, just to keep our head about us, that's what that's what you guys are there for as well. So, uh, thanks for that very solid advice, Andrew Ditburner, the Chief Investment Officer at Old Mutual Wealth Private Client Securities. Uh, thanks for your time and your advice. Great. Thanks, Ian. Likewise. 
Old Mutual Wealth is a world-class investment destination, offering you a wide range of investment strategies and specialist wealth management solutions. Whether your goal is to grow your wealth, generate income, or preserve capital, we select the best and most suitable investments based on your investment strategy and our extensive research and collective insights. It's vital to work with reputable specialists who can effectively structure an investment portfolio that is tailored to your unique needs and objectives. Email us at hardquestions at omwealth.co.za so that we can help you take your wealth further.